Hey, I'm Alan Hunter. You're listening on the Pantheon Network. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. I never thought about space in my cramped apartment, but in this house, all I see is empty space. The sofa and ottoman look like tiny islands in a sea of hardwood floors. I could get two ottomans in the living room, but then I'd need another sofa. I could tell people I'm into minimalism. Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. At The Home Depot, we're dedicated to helping you build the skills that get your home projects done right. That's why we offer free and interactive online DIY workshops. During the live streams, our knowledgeable associates help you tackle your DIY projects no matter your age or skill level. You can learn how to install new single pole switches, as well as standard duplex and GFCI outlets. Register for free at homedepot.com slash workshops. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. It's the album with cover art that's nearly as famous as its hit songs. Nirvana's Nevermind, the grunge rock band's second studio album, is one of the best-selling records of all time, having been certified diamond three times. But now, nearly 30 years after its release, Nevermind is at the center of a legal battle. Spencer Eldon, the man who was featured naked on the cover as an infant, now suing the band over alleged child sexual exploitation. A lawsuit filed in a Los Angeles federal court stating, Nirvana used commercial child pornography depicting Spencer in a sexually provocative manner to gain notoriety, drive sales, and garner media attention. That suit goes on to state, neither Spencer nor his legal guardians ever signed a release authorizing the use of any images of Spencer or of his likeness. Eldon is seeking $150,000 in damages from each of the 15 defendants, which includes surviving band members Dave Grohl and Chris Novoselic, and Courtney Love as executor of Kurt Cobain's estate. In 2016, Eldon himself talked about how being on the cover has affected him in later years. I went to a baseball game on opening day at the Dodgers and I was looking out at all the people and I was like, had a moment where I was like, man, all of these people have seen my baby penis. That same year, he recreated the album's cover to mark the record's 25th anniversary, a tattoo reading, never mind, displayed proudly across his chest. But in 2016, Eldon telling GQ Australia, I didn't really have a choice about being on the cover. When asked back then why the change of heart, Eldon told GQ, just a few months ago when I was reaching out to Nirvana to see if they wanted to be part of my art show, I was getting referred to their managers and their lawyers. Why am I still on their cover if I'm not that big of a deal? The lawsuit lighting up social media, with one user tweeting, this is a pathetic cash grab, leave Kurt in peace. While another wrote, 
I think Cobain would truly have appreciated the glorious irony of the baby chasing the dollar suing him. Listening to the Cobras and Fire Podcast, a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast family. Hosted by Elsie and Baco. Two dudes who are definitely used to getting money for nothing and chicks for free. Look at them yo-yos, that's the way you do it. You play the guitar on the MTV. That ain't working, that's the way you do it. Money for nothing and your chicks for free Now that ain't working, that's the way you do it Let me tell you, damn guys ain't dumb Maybe get a blister on your little finger Maybe get a blister on your thumb We got to install microwave ovens Custom kitchen delivery Welcome to Cobras and Fire. I'm your host, LC, and I'm joined, as always, <laughs> by the Barrel Rolling Baco. How are you, sir? I'm well. A uh, little sore from uh, a little outdoor activity yesterday. I'm, I'm alive and well and happy to be talking to you. How are you there, LC? I am excellent. Thank you for asking. Yeah, I just, uh, I, I just, all yesterday, I was just imagining you in a kayak. <laughs> it's quite a sight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I've actually never, I've done it like, even though it was a, that, uh, you know, surrounded by water, I've only done it twice, once, twice. It mm-hmm. is, it is, uh, you got to put the work, put in the work. Yeah. Yeah, I bought a kayak um, oh, four or five years. Man, I, mean, I, don't, I guess I don't know how many years ago. Fairly recently, but it's been a, a several summers at least. Uh, I'm about, I don't know, six blocks from Como Park here in St. Paul. And that right, Lake, Lake right. Como is right there. So I mainly bought it just for myself to kind of like, I don't know, get a little exercise, but also just kind of float out into nothing. Uh, so, but day, yesterday I went with a couple other people, but I'm definitely not into it enough to, to be called an enthusiast. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm impressed too, as a podcaster, you don't look, you're still alive. Uh, you're not sunburnt that I can tell from the video feed. Uh, so you applied the layers properly. Well done. I'm, I'm yeah. Sure it, it was uh, a- overall success. Okay, good. So, uh, yeah. How you doing? Any, any, uh, news, any, any Baco updates on your end? You know, I do have something that I can I can share with you and maybe the listeners for the first time. Uh, Baco's going to be a grandpa uh, come February. Ooh, congratulations. Grandpa Baco. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Not sure I'm quite ready for it, but uh, I, I don't really have much of a say in the matter, it turns out. Yeah, but, by your age, you're ready. <laughs> oh, listen to you. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're, that means yours are going to start popping them out pretty quick. That's <laughs> <laughs> it. Maybe in about 10. <laughs> no, that more than that. Wait, yeah, let me do the math. Have, no, I want. Yeah, okay. You're going to be much older than I am. Uh, well, uh, hoping things go regularly progress, but you know things can happen. But uh, you'll be much older than I am as a grandpa. Well, congratulations! I mean, now, now you've got uh, uh, any anything you're going to change now that now that you're going to be one. Do you do you have any plans for how that's going to uh, play out? Are you going to look like Fred Durst? 
New look uh, or no? <laughs> I don't know. If, I'm not going to buy in that quick, but yeah, um, I'm going to kind of let it go. I haven't really got the total thumbs up, but I'm pretty sure they're going to let me name it. So uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to actually, you know, put that, put a poll out in the Cobra group and let the the listeners name the kids. So oh, great! I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure that's that's exactly how they want to go down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rumpelstiltskin is uh, is the leading candidate. <laughs> That's a great story to tell later in life, isn't it? Like, <laughs> oh my God! Hey, yeah, you you won in the uh, the Cobras on Fire uh, a private group. One hundred and sixty people determined my name. In thirty years, he can sue me. So, well, we'll touch on that here in a little bit. Sure. Uh, let me ask you something. Uh, either we always like to talk about some kind of nonsense here at the beginning. You and I have had a little bit of conversation on this, but I haven't gotten into it too much. It just recently, in the last, I don't know, year or so, came to my attention that a lot of people in pickups, like large large pickups, like to back into parking spots in, like, Target or busy places, right? Um, of course. Yeah, and now I've driven some big vehicles and, and stuff. Um, I used to have a full-size pickup in high school, and then more recently, though, we have a cargo size van at work, and anytime I have to drive that, if I'm going anywhere, like like a, I would maybe a Menards is where I'd be with one of those things, but uh, I would park as in the most open spot I could, largely because of the, what the <laughs> yeah. the reason they're talking about, right? But it just dawned on me because I I sit and watch, and I, I like they never get it on the first try. Oh, I shouldn't say never, but most of them don't. It's far harder to park between two cars than it is to pull out into an empty parking spot. So as a, a lark, I just threw it out into my Facebook feed, and I didn't realize that the, it would turn as angry as it is. It was like some people basically saying people who don't understand are just stupid dumbasses, and some people calling those guys people who have tiny dicks. And I was like, I was just... Kind of, this was not meant to be a serious discussion here, people. I'm like, why are you backing in, man? I, I, the one th- reason that I thought in my head was like, well, maybe in their head there might be an emergency when they're leaving and they just want to be able to leave, right? Uh, because you can leave faster driving out, but you're going to spend a lot more time parking by backing in. So you, it's really just the in case there's an emergency, I need to leave at any point. I can just get out of there. Not one person said anything that made any sense to me. I heard discussions about the turn radius. And like I understand the turn radius on like a, I don't know, uh, a Mazda Miata and a full-size Ford F-150 is drastically different. But the turn radius isn't different going forward or backwards. Uh, but it, did the did the turn radius make you do a 360? It did, yes, and uh, and I so I was right back where I started. I, I okay. do you have any insight into the mindset of what would cause so many people that it's like they they all drive this big pickup and then one day they realize they all have to back into parking spots at Target. Well, I can tell you, I'll, I'll give you my insight only from when I'm driving a large uh, truck, be it rental or otherwise. Sure, would that would that be okay for you? Of course. It's okay. relative. So, so here, here's the thing. If if I were to own a like a Ford nine fifty or whatever, and <laughs> and and I needed to park it anywhere I would go first, I would uh, if I'm going to buy that, I'm going to say, you know what, I'm going to get my steps in today, and that is, I'm going to park as far away from anybody else. Period. Just out of paranoia. 
That's my first thing. I think that that uh, I just park. I, I usually do. Yeah, that, that, that was kind of what I said. I would just. Right. I don't want to be dinking around in this thing that I can't see all no. the angles well. I'm just going to walk the extra distance. I'm going to find the most open spot I can. These people yeah. aren't doing that. Right. So, but if I'm going the other direction, if I'm parked trying to get the best spot, you know, you want to get that 10th spot away from the end uh, closest yeah. to the target door or whatever like that. Um, I am, I will go with the side of, I, if I have that truck, I'm probably going to be the guy that, that backs it in. And I'll tell you why. And that is even in my car, like if I'm in my, um, my outback or whatever like that, and I'm trying to, to, to pull out this, the, the, I have all this paranoia pulling out because, you know, parents aren't washing their kids. There's that asshole that just is blasting down the aisle. I'm always ready to get hit. I'm triple checking. I'm looking at my my mirrors. I'm looking at the backup camera. I'm, I'm turning around. So I would rather get rid of that craziness and back in because leaving, like I said, it's not because I'm an emergency and I'm a part of like some, some uh, you know, part of the fire department or anything like that. I need to get to emergency. Right. I want that angle getting out of not killing anybody or wrecking my car on the way out. That's just playing devil's advocate here. That's mm-hmm. why I would do it. I, I kind of get your point to a certain extent, but the, but the the fallacy there is that all those things that you're talking about could be happening while you're trying to back into this spot that's way too tight. And again, you have to put yourself the in the mindset. You're already... No, no. The, the, you still. First of all, these guys don't get it on the first crack. So to back in, you have to get to the spot past it, and then back in. People could be walking by, cards, kids, all that stuff could be happening at that moment, too. So you still have to consider all that stuff. Secondly, they're backing in between two spots. You know what I mean? And it's way harder to do that. It takes a lot more effort than it does just to back out into a giant opening that's called the lane that you drive between the, the, the parking spots. So I, I get it to a certain extent, but I think that might be the mindset, but I think it's flawed. Like that might be what they're thinking, but I, I I see flaws in that logic. But you're not you're forgetting the first. See, I didn't go really into the first part. When you're backing up in the beginning part, that's when you're really showing the world how okay. big the fucking truck is. Now we're okay? talking. So now, now, now now you're on stage. <laughs> you're doing your display. Yeah. You've done. You're the headliner. You're showing the world. You know your awesome truck that you've invested uh, in. And then the when you leave, you're already done. You're done. The show's over. You just want to leave, and, and it's. I think that's, you're that's, closer that's to the it. truth there. That it's about some kind of dick swinging contest. Uh, I never mm-hmm. really thought about it that way because I, as yeah. much as some people really like the look and, and and feel of a truck, I also assume that they need it for some actual utility reason as well. You know what I mean? Uh, two things can be true. You can like the look of a truck, want to show it off, and also need one for whatever work or your, however you, you live your life there. Uh, but here's the here's the fun part, Elsie. Uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Any more? Was that uh, basically your? No, that's that's basically it. You're putting on a show, and you want a convenient way to not kill anybody on the way out. <laughs> oh man, well I think killing people and taking off would be more of a like a uh, like a little notch in the the tailgate there. Uh, I think <laughs> instead of like a, a sticker family of your family, it's l- sure just children you've ran over <laughs> every time you run over one. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. But uh, I, I've, of course, spread this joy to everybody I possibly can to, to, of course, just continue the fodder. And it's now kind of turned into a game with a couple of my friends. We were leaving um, Texas Roadhouse, of all places, just a few days ago. Roadhouse. They're, it's mostly a Midwestern so, restaurant, yeah, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's named after us, uh, Texas. So we, uh, I come out. <laughs> Roadhouse. By the way, the place was busy. So I just zipped into actually one of the, the furthest away spots because I knew it was going to be a wait anyway. Mm-hmm. I come out. I'm in a basically an empty parking lot except for my car. And on each side of me, I am now surrounded by two giant pickups. You can't even see my vehicle. They've, they've parked backed in on both sides of me. Roadhouse. So um, uh, we're, we're walking out. And as, as I walk to my car, I see a giant pickup truck kind of pull in. And I'm like, okay, we're going to watch where this guy parks. Roadhouse. I guarantee he's going to back in. So we all just sit and watch. Now, to this guy's credit, he did back in, but he went to the furthest emptiest spot. Where he ended up backing in was like there was two two empty spots on one side and three on the other, and he still didn't get it. He, he's like on one of the extra, like he's straddled over two spots. But, you know, it's, it's an empty area, so it's not that big a deal. And then we're getting ready to go, and, of course, one more comes in, and this guy, he, he goes right into the parking lot and sees like a, a guy in a pickup truck, a big one, who did not back in. That guy just backs out of his spot like it's no big deal, but this guy is waiting to take that spot. So that guy zips in, or it zips out just real quick, because, you know, hey, he zipped in quick, zipped out quick, and he's gone. And this guy now has to do that whole, you know, turn the giant thing around, start backing it into the spot. Roadhouse. And so we see him back in, and we think nothing of it, and then we're, we're kind of saying our goodbyes, and we look over, and he's gone. So now I'm like, okay, so he didn't get it, and now he's all, like, irritated. And uh, so we, as we drove away, Toots and I, we, uh, I, um, I drove past the parking spot to see where this guy ended up, and sure enough, he backed into a spot that had more room to back in just a, a little bit further away from the door. But I just don't get it. You spent an extra three minutes of your life just so you could fucking do this. My God, did, did you come here to eat or to park? Get into loose. They just restarted their paused into the world tour, so that that is up and running, sort of. And one of the things that came out of the the first the first it was I don't know if it was the first show or the second show, but it, it was soon leaked out like someone had kind of a, a behind the scenes shot of the VIP meet and greets that I shared on the the Cobras and Fire group and on my personal page and had some fun discussions about this. But they're basically behind a uh, like a Golden Corral sneeze guard. Uh, yes. And and the, the person that gets the, the picture with the band. So this is for the photo op, I'm saying. So you get your picture with the band, and the band's behind. They're basically like in a plexiglass box. And you stand about three feet in front of that and do your pose, and they're, they're like mannequins on display. Or basically like somebody that checks you out at any store. 
these days. Yeah, kind of, pretty much. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just bought the new Madden yesterday. Had to had that slid to me through a piece of plexi. <laughs> but right. uh, the kid at Target, poor guy. Anyway, yeah, so yeah, the kiss meet and greet has gotten to this level. And um, look, I know probably most of these were paid for in advance. And I um, I, I had a little exchange with Alan Tate kind of talking about it. He's like, well, what are you, you were telling me that if, you know, you paid for this and it was non-refundable and you either, and this is all they were going to give you, that you'd, you'd say no out of protest. And I was just like, why does it have to be the only two options? The only reason it's non-refundable is because KISS is saying it's non-refundable. They can reverse that policy in a heartbeat. I understand. So is that the, tr- is that the truth? That, I mean, that's, that's the fact is that they are saying, like, you can't get ref- that's why I wanted to know. I don't know. I want. Yeah, I should point that out. I just can't believe anybody. Who, well, I don't know. We are talking about Kiss fans here. But if it was like, okay, we're still going to do the meet and greet. You can get your money back, but if you still want to do it, this is how we're going to do it. And they go, sweet. A picture with you guys. Basically, it's it's like you're at the Kiss convention that they did, where all their mannequins were dressed up in all their different yeah, yeah. outfits. It's, oh, it's very amazing. much what it looked like. And it's just like you know. I, <laughs> First of all, I thought it was hilarious, and it was, of course, the most kissed thing that that could happen right now. But uh, I just don't tell me that this is about like, well, it's all I could get, and that's better than nothing. It's like, hey, I ordered steak, and you gave me a side salad. Yeah, well, that's what you're going to get, and you're going to sit there and go, well, that's better than nothing. No, you, you, you didn't get what you fucking paid for. Let's just fucking flat out call it what it is, man. Yeah. Can I tell you what I would what I would be totally happy with though if, if I had that that VIP experience? Yeah. Is if they had if they had that big plexiglass wall, but they also just had a little slot and I was allowed to do a video where I would hand them a check and they would give me <laughs> and they would give me a change. Like they're the kiss bank tellers. Come on. Mm. That's a great video, right? Yeah, can make it interactive. Just, just, yeah, and you just ask like, and then you have Gene say, "How how would you like that back? Twenties, tens, fives? I could just see you know? Gene all dressed up like that with like in front of a counter, and then as he's at, asking you, he's pumping a mound of fucking hand sanitizer uh, into his palms and rubbing. How oh, would you like that back? And he's getting his like you know hands yeah. degermed so he can uh, before and after uh, touching whatever you're giving him. He'll take the money, but uh, he's gonna clean his hands afterwards. So yeah, you do kiss transaction window. But the only problem is when you cash a check with kiss, they only give you back. They, they, they keep 10. <laughs> <laughs> and they only give you kiss dollars that are only good at kissonline.com. That's right. It's, it's only credits. It's only credits they give you back. <laughs> oh, my God. So, Ken Mills, uh, I, I have to, I'm sorry, I got to take the podfather to task here, Luce, uh, if, okay. if you'll let me. Please. All right. Yeah, Ken, you know I love you. Um, but, but Ken chimes in about 31 minutes. Now, I just posted it on my personal page and said, what do you mean 31 minutes? Like, I post it 31 minutes later, Ken Mills has a comment. So this okay, is, so this is I have a timeline here for you. All right. All right. So 31 minutes after I post, and my post said, like going to the zoo. And in my head, that's how people were supposed to read that, by the way. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anytime you end uh, a sentence with, with zoo, it's always on the up. Yeah. Upswing, the, the uh, tone, don't you think? You can't just say zoo. The O's go zoo. So the picture, so people who didn't see it, is just a fan standing in front of Kiss behind a, a glass exhibit. <laughs> you know? yeah. And so, yeah, it's like going to the zoo. Anyway, so Ken Mills, uh, he commented something like, I don't know, it wasn't, it was like, this is embarrassing or something like that, right? Sure. Go, go to my page and find his actual comment. But 35 minutes after that, 
Not only does he repost, so he he doesn't share my post, which I made public. So he could have he could have just shared it, right? And, you know that would be automatically given credit to where he discovered. Not that I discovered it. That way, uh, my post shares the credit I got where I where I took it from. So he takes my post, just downloads it and uploads it on his own page. Thirty five minutes after commenting on my page, goes on to use my same joke. <laughs> okay, now this is a guy. The, the whole, like, going to a zoo. Was the tone? Hold on. Was the tone for zoo the same? <laughs> In my head it was, but, you know, I'm at that point okay. I'm reading it the one way the whole time. So th- okay. this is a guy who blindly tags me in every fucking podcast or cheap trick talk whatever post, right? Like, just I'm one of the 900 people he just fucking tags in everything he posts, right? And he can't just... He's just going to steal my joke, steal my post, and not even reference the, the source? Come on, Podfather, you're better than that. This son of a bitch. You're actually calling out somebody <laughs> for the phrase, like going to the zoo. That That's what, what you're... Hey, you're, you know what? You're angry about it? It, it was mine. And yes, uh, uh-huh. I, anger is... No, disappointed. Disappointed, loose. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'm not seeking recourse. You know what I mean? That's anger. I'm just... I had... I, I held Ken in a higher regard than that. Uh, I mean, he, he's the pod father. This this is embarrassing for him. This is like he's now got his own kiss moment. This is his plexiglass moment in, in my know, mind. You are a prickly son of a bitch. <laughs> but I'll tell you this much, too, is that, that, that imagine I'm just imagining like like you think that your life is like is like a back to the future where everything could have been different if if if, if you if this would have been shared properly and you would get a proper credit for this and, and that this would have gone this way. I mean, that's listen. Uh, just because there was a post where you commented that they look like zoo animals because they're behind the plexiglass mechanism doesn't mean that that this is going to be. Uh, uh, I, I'm sorry, this has happened. I'm sure Ken will. Uh, you got. You guys will come together and and things will move forward. I think yeah, he's learned I, his lesson. I, I well, I I would hope so, but I doubt it, <laughs> and I I just don't think. I, I in your world, this is okay because this is exactly the kind of thing you do. This is like oh. You know, that was a great joke. Hey, let's re-record that and I'll tell it. Sure, why not? Yeah. yeah, uh, I take back I take back all the nice things that I that I said to you at the end of uh, (laughs) Growing Up Rock podcast, the OU812 uh, review that just came out. Oh, I got to check it out now. Yeah, there you go. And that was me. Of course, you see what I did there. I was self-pimping myself and the Growing Up Rock podcast (laughs) while while also kind of saying that I said nice things to you. As you want to do, about you made it about yourself. But uh. that's correct. Yes, yes. <laughs> so yeah, goddamn it, Ken! What the fuck, you son okay. of a bitch! Okay, hopefully this 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 fires up the whole uh, uh, podcast uh, army. Yeah, we haven't say. called out a uh, Kiss podcaster in a long time. It's it's yeah. It's why due. not? Why not the original and a nice yeah, guy? Why not the head? <laughs> oh, what's that? Uh, you, you take out the head to kill the snake. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, look for Ken Mills to join the show soon, and uh, and uh, of course uh, I will uh, retract everything I just said. So. Up on the guys you date, it's no wonder 
Zoo I won't be using that. Just let you know right now. <laughs> it only works with the photo. Only works with the photo. All right. So maybe okay. you can make a T-shirt. Sure. <laughs> You'll do that. There you go. Like oh, it's like going to the zoo. And it says, I wouldn't buy. It. Maybe maybe that, maybe that's the shirt for next year. There you go. <laughs> Is that? Shot. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Next year at Rock and Pod, you and I can be behind plexiglass. Uh, uh, not for any uh, COVID reasons, just because. Uh, I don't know. We spit a lot. I, I'm trying to come up with a reason. What, what would be another reason? Maybe that's what's going on. Um, that uh, in their old age, they're slobbery now. You know, is it is it like going to the human zoo? All the animals on the floor roar. Mm. Well, it, 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 what about doesn't Paul Stanley say that uh, in the Animalized Live Uncensored concerts? Like, hey, I tell you something. You got a lot to be proud of. This place looks like a damn zoo. But he's talking about the crowd. Is like, right. let, let me hear out the air. <laughs> so I think that actually you need to give proper credit to Paul Stanley. I'm pretty sure I just for did. For borrowing his joke. Just did. That, that, okay. All right. So we're working the clear there, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, uh, I'm i an above board kind of guy, man. So I'm a, Barnum and Bailey? I, I'm I sorry if, Bailey? if being a man of principle is, is tasking for you, uh, but uh, <sighs> it, it, it does seem like it, it takes a heavy toll on you to have somebody with uh, some morals and some standards around. But, uh, mm-hmm. Well, you know, that's why you're the head and I'm the sidekick. Yeah. <laughs> you, of course, know about Gene Simmons kind of, I don't know, being the pot calling the kettle black when he talked about David LaRoth not being on the, this leg of the tour like like it was initially planned and being replaced, of course, by that fucking painter again, um, which, which <laughs> all the fans are fired up about. Well, I'll just, I'll just uh, I actually don't know anything about the story except for headlines that I have not read the articles on. So this is new to me. So Gene was speaking with Rolling Stone magazine, I'm sure in a way to promote the end of the road tour firing back up. Uh, The interviewer uh, asked him before the pandemic halted the the, the tour, David LaRoth was the opening act and now it's the painter. So David is not back to which Gene replied not, but it bears noting that during Dave's heyday, nobody did what he did. He was the ultimate front man, not plant, not Rod Stewart, nobody. He took to being a front man way beyond anything. And then, I don't know what happened to him. Something. And you get modern day Dave. I prefer to remember Elvis Presley in his prime, sneering lips back in Memphis, you know, doing all that. I don't want to think of bloated, naked Elvis on the bathroom floor. Basically implying that he's not up to the task, which of course, doesn't that just fucking highlight the guy who he shares a stage with every night? <laughs> Yeah, a little uh, bit. Uh, I mean, I, look, I, you and I, not exactly really impressed with with David LaRoss live performances over the last few years. 
But I'll tell you this. Uh, I'll take him over current Paul Stanley any day. Uh, I, I still think you're going to get those moments. You know what I mean? Uh, he, he, he's still a great showman. Uh, and I don't know, man. I just uh, what what a dumb and obvious again, Gene. Not as smart as people think he is. This is an easily avoidable issue. But uh, so, so, so a couple days later, Roth sort of responded. He basically posted a, a picture on Instagram, I believe it was, of like a little boy with sunglasses on holding up a middle finger, and it said Roth to Simmons uh, on the bottom. And that was that was his only reply, which of course is just the perfect response. Why get into a lengthy thing and just say fuck you? Yeah. yeah. And, and of course, oh by that, the way, uh, in the, in the middle of all this. Uh, uh, Paul Stanley came out and just left a glowing review of David LaRoth, contradicting <laughs> everything Gene said. And at the heart of this, we still don't know why he's not on this leg of the tour. There, Because ha- that was the question, why not David LaRoth? And instead of, he said, he basically implied because he can't do the job. We thought he could, he couldn't. But he didn't actually say that. He just went on to these dumb analogies about, I didn't like Fat Elvis. I like, that's the version I want. I don't know what happened to Dave. He's just not the guy he was in the 70s when he was untouchable. Like like you said, like you'll take David Lee Roth over current Paul Stanley, right? Yeah, if I got to take the current version of either one, sure. I'm going to take, if if basically in the, in the Alan Tate world, if that's all I can get, I'm taking uh, David Lee Roth. I, there is a third option. And that's the one I'm taking now. Neither. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll, I'll take. I'll go out on the limb too. I'll take current David Lee Roth over a painter. Yeah. Okay. I will too. <laughs> I mean, what is that? The fact that the, that painter is back. Oh my god. Is, is beyond me. Like the fact that they've started this tour up again, and that that the that joke writes itself. That that the only reason. Now again, I'll still say it. The only reason that that Kiss has a painter as an opening act is so nobody upstages them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Didn't we have the same theory about why they picked David LaRoth? It was like, well, yeah. That, well, yeah, kind of, in a way. Like, He's not going like, to blow uh, people can, away with that band. And yeah. I, I get where you're going there, but uh, but man. But but can you imagine, too, that you, you held on to those tickets uh, through the whole pandemic and that you thought you had David Lee Roth as the opener, and he's fucking replaced by a goddamn <laughs> painter. Like, you had tickets. Maybe that was one of the reasons you bought the tickets, because the oh, combo. that'd be too bad. Well, I, I will say this. If you ever buy tickets for a postponed show, and you bought them for the opening act, get your refund. You, there is no so, guarantee no, that, that. Absolutely yeah. not. Fests, all that stuff. That would have been in the, the back of my and, head. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, uh, but yeah, that's that's just ridiculous that is uh that is spinal tap worthy having a painter on your final tour is the opener i mean um again that's just so people go buy merch that's the only reason that's there is people are so bored that they're leaving their seat uh but anyway yeah but but was he but that was so that was there did, did gene offer an apology back for his for his comment sort of so to speak in his mind he he offered up an apology so for his apology he dials up the rolling stone hotline in uh expresses some regret over the situation. Here is Gene's apology. I am so sorry and ashamed, actually, that I hurt David's feelings. I'm the guy, actually, that saw Van Halen at the club in the 70s and signed them to my production company, flew them to New York, produced their first 24-track, 15-song demo, and championed the band. And in the course of an interview... You hear me talking, I just sort of stream of consciousness. I don't mean to hurt people's feelings, and every once in a while, diarrhea of the mouth comes out. 
I read that quote, and somehow the way they put it together, I think it, I said something like, nobody touched Dave in his prime, not Plant, not Jagger, not anybody. He was the king. And then there was like a yeah. segue to Elvis bloated on the ground and fat and naked, and I don't want to see that. I wasn't talking about David. By the way, he was talking about David LaRoth. I saw yeah. and heard the quote, oh, so... But that doesn't matter. What matters is I hurt David's feelings, and that's more important than the intent. So I sincerely apologize for that. I didn't mean to hurt his feelings. It reminds me of a guy that gets out of a truck and says, Hey, I'm sorry, buddy. I didn't mean to run you over. Well, what the fuck's the difference? You've been run over. What? At what point did he actually apologize? Did he ever say he was wrong? Did he say, no, he blamed the media and said, Dave's feelings were hurt, and I feel bad for that. That's, that's... Like I said, and of course, he talks about, goes on to, to bring up that, like, you know, he actually discovered Van Halen. <laughs> That's how he ends it. <laughs> he always ends with that. Yeah, a lot of people don't know this. And where is this? It reminds me of the guy that gets out of the truck. Who the fuck are you talking about? Was he listening to the first part of our show? It was just like, yeah, exactly. It was like reminding the guy that, that didn't back into his parking spot and ran over somebody. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it that's all ties why, together. That's why you back it up. Yeah. Right there. What are your thoughts on that apology? Is that, uh, is that good enough? I Does it even count? No, I, I don't think that talking in general, weird, cliched kind of statements and then ending with I have diarrhea of the mouth is an apology that it's uh, it's not going to fly if you have an intervention and you're surrounded by people your family your friends and you're trying to apologize for your your your, your mistakes you've made that statement not going to fly you're not going to be <laughs> let off the hook for that but in those, that case if you're the person being intervened you, your type of diarrhea is more literal than figurative so, right, yeah. it's it's just it's 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 quite messy after all the drug use. But yeah, I hear. Um, no, unacceptable. What else you got? Well, uh, one last thing, of course, is that uh, the news came out that the Kiss tour has been put on pause because someone in the camp of Kiss came down with COVID. Now, here's how this whole thing kind of unwound, though. Was that that this is actually. I actually caught up with all of this about a day after. I was just uh, off social media when, when this happened. So the next morning, the first thing I see is that uh, uh, the Kiss show has been canceled. Has anybody heard why? Then I start reading the comments. It's like there was an EMS on site. There's a rumor that Paul Stanley had a heart attack. Chris Sinzak uh, posted something basically saying there's a rumor out there that uh, Paul Stanley might be. Uh, I can't remember what he said. I don't remember if he said heart attack or not. But he said, you know, we hope you get us, oh, we hope uh, everything's okay. We get well soon, Star Child, something like that. And then right. um, there was another comment that referenced that episode of Family Jewels where Kiss Play is a three piece because Paul gets uh, like uh, an accelerated I, yes. heart rate. Um, it's like exciting. And so now people are like putting all that together. And then, of course, there's a screen cap of a Paul tweet saying, people, I'm fine. Someone in the camp came down with COVID. That's the only reason for the postpone. I can ride a bike 26 miles. My heart is just fine. Uh, so, and then there's... We've seen the bike. The very, and then the bike, turns out the bike had COVID. Uh, oh. <laughs> um, but uh, then the very next thing I see is, of course, uh, like a metal sludge news story, or, or maybe it was Blabbermouth, but yeah, Paul Stanley had COVID and it turned out he wasn't feeling well the night before even. So I don't know if they're, how often they test, but maybe they should have, uh, um, not played even the, the show before who knows. 
But now, as uh, so, yeah, Paul has COVID, but he's vaccinated. So while he's a little sick, you know, the prognosis is good. And I believe the tour, they they, they postponed three or four dates, but they plan on picking it up back after that. Uh, but uh, so yeah, I, I'm 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 at least glad that you know it wasn't a heart attack. Uh, that uh, it's this is sure. something that he's you know probably just going to ride out and be okay. So that's the good news there. But uh, the bad news is Metal Sludge did just recently. I saw this yesterday. Video of Paul out on his little Paul Stanley love gun perch, you know, that he takes out there to the middle of the crowd. Of course. Spitting picks into the crowd. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I personally, I don't know. I don't remember going to a show where I saw him spit them. But if this is his new thing, you think this would be the pandemic, especially with all the preaching he's done. He'd he'd be one of the front line guys going, I ain't spitting nothing into the crowd. What? You know, what I can tell you is when the last time I did see him was before this whole end of the road thing in, in 2016. And that's when I actually had like press passes up close. It was the closest I, I talked about on the show. And when, um, uh, cause I got those great pictures when they saw the first couple of songs up close, but that he was doing that thing where he put the, the picks on his tongue and was slowly dripping them off into the, like, the, photo, the photo pit there. And I have a couple of pictures of him having picks on his tongue. Yeah, I've so seen that. Really... So look, and don't get me wrong. Yeah, that was, I, these things aren't pristine kind of and, and lacking any fluid, but I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, but but uh, so it must be a thing he's done for a while. But but I'll tell you, all this could have been avoided. I mean, you went to the whole thing with the whole, you know, it's like going to the zoo the behind plexiglass. Mm-hmm. I've mentioned this before. I, I may have talked about this before. Probably have because I, you know, I'm a one trick pony. But I really think this all could have been avoided. And and would people accept if Kiss came on stage in those plexiglass pods like Spinal Tap mm-hmm. when they come out of the floor? Then they're just in in their own little uh, boxes throughout the throughout their set. Would you accept that? I would, but they'd have to be the box. They'd have to be like large replica boxes of the dolls that they sold in the seventies. So. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> that is perfect. Yeah. Then it would be kind of cool to see them kind of like move around, like you have like some kind of like guy with a remote control running each one of them. Yeah, I can't remember who said that that somebody did that for a Halloween. Yeah, no, that was in my um, uh, interview with uh, Freaky from Flip. Uh, yeah, that's, there that's has a great to be costume. pictures. I mean, that, that is just an amazing idea for, especially if you do it right. Yeah, I think that's the way you do it. You put that's your COVID box, uh, and it's the, <laughs> the action figures, and you just see action figure kiss, and they're protected. Everybody's happy. It's a gimmick. It all fits. Mm. Solved. <laughs> Vaccines. 
<laughs> and COVID. Yeah, we got some uh, res- we got some feedback on the last episode, uh, which we talked about. We love feedback. We do. Yes, it's, uh, it's it's always good to hear from the the listeners. It just reminds you that people are actually listening, so that's nice. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, yeah, we, the, we were talking about the uh, vaccine or passport, whatever they want to call it. Basically, having to prove that you've been vaccinated to get into a lot of venues right now. And some tours are, are going to that full-on like Live Nation announced they were doing it. That good stuff. So go back and listen to that episode if you want to hear the details of what, what we had to say there. But, but we did get a listener to, to, to follow up with us. I just want to read the quote here. It's on the uh, Cobras and Fire page. So if you want to go see who posted it and stuff like that, that's where he put it. It's a few paragraphs long, but it starts out with Baco. For God's sakes, you know your music and you're a funny guy. And like I said, there's a few paragraphs here, so I just stopped reading because that's a lot of words. So thank you. Um, that, that was very complimentary. I appreciate that. Uh, we appreciate it very much. We, we love that interaction on our show. Yeah, we'd actually like to get more, uh, kind of uh, be a little more interactive with, with the listeners. So I'll tell you what, listeners, uh, if, if there's anything you like, we'll do like a question of the week if you want to throw something like that. Is that what you want to do, like, Lewis? We'll... Yeah, we'll let you know what it is. We'll post on the on the Facebook and, and Twitter and, and everything, and be it a poll or question of the week, whatever it is. There'll be one area where we can grab comments from from our readers, a discussion, and 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 feature some of them on on the show because uh, we just in all seriousness, we appreciate all the interaction on our social pages and direct messages and, and things like that. Just uh, we're really bad at like writing them down and, and sharing them back on the show <laughs> and things like that, unless they're an easy place for us to find all of them. So uh, there are a couple listeners I'd like to give a shout out to, if that's OK. <clears throat> yeah, hit it. Uh, Keith, I, I've heard his name pronounced different ways. So I'm just going to go with the one I, uh, on different shows. You know, what I mean, Keith Rockford, uh, he is our him and Sean Cullen, but him a little more. Sean Cullen interacts both on Twitter and Facebook, but uh, Keith is largely on Twitter. At least he's he's definitely our most prominent Twitter follower. So thanks for that, Keith. Thanks for checking out the show. And and uh, also, he's also uh, been a big proponent of me trying to get Richard Marks on the show. So uh, he's been retweeting <laughs> awesome. and, and commenting on Marks, Richard's post to, to help help line that up. I got to tell you, Keith, I thought I was fucking close, man. I, 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 was, I thought I was going to get an email in a couple hours uh, telling me when I could do it. But there's a lot more to that story that it just isn't that interesting, but I we were close, Keith. So let's keep it up. And also, we got to give that. a shout out to Scott Crouch, who's basically been going through the entire archive of Cobras and Fire. Uh, he had some very nice things to say about the last episode. Uh, he said uh, that he likes that he thinks we do a really good balance of keeping things light and and occasionally getting into some serious topics. So thank you for that, uh, Scott. Scott Crouch, right? I said that right. Uh, yeah, I think so. And 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 by the way, too, and um, I'm not sure when when you came into the show, Scott, and everything like that. But it is awesome to see you. Kind of, I don't know if it's the last year or two, it, it, but it's it's great to see you just jumping all in and all the uh, different eras and things like that. And, and appreciate the feedback. Okay. Anything else on that? Do you have any listeners? Or uh, we'll 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 try. Basically, we're going to try to. We we always say it though. So we'll, we'll, of course we're going to under under underperform, but. Well, that's the whole thing. Is is I'm sure we're, we, we, our whole thing is that if we mention one, we're probably forgetting ten others yeah. that just interacted just as much. So the, it, with the question of the week or the poll, whatever we do, that's what we'll use. Uh, and just if you post it there, we're we're gonna we're gonna talk about your comments. Yeah, and I'm sure Todd Cunningham's gonna text me at some point during this recording. So, yeah, and David Glenn and whoever <laughs> else. I've completely left. Uh, so. Well, our boy Toomey, but uh, yeah, yeah. Who? Bill Elam. Right. 
David Cathy, uh, th- those two share every week as well. But yeah, look, uh, this is this is exactly probably why we have some, such trepidation. So we're going to try to do something a little more focused, like a question of the week, where you know, come almost like we did with the bias of beer. We knew what it was, and and by by doing that, we weren't necessarily eliminating other people, but. All right, let's move on. Enough of the how much we suck uh, conversation. Let's get into some news here. Uh, the kid who is on the cover of Nirvana's Nevermind now is making some news. You've uh, you've enjoyed some of the posts on the Facebook group with this. This has been uh, gone quite sideways. You want to you want to explain oh this God. one? Uh, I will do my best. Um, essentially, the what is his name? Do you have that? Uh, naked is baby. For, n- naked baby. <laughs> okay, <laughs> naked baby boy. N- naked. Naked baby, uh, full-grown man. Uh, Spencer Eden, is, I think, according to the screen you go. cap. There you go. He essentially uh, uh, has sued them from using his likeness on the Nevermind album cover, uh, which has never come up in all these years until now. He's mad that it's there, and he's not getting money from it. Um, if I could just summarize real quick, it, 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 it essentially started because I don't think that Nirvana or Dave Grohl endorsed his or wanted to be part or promote his art show, and he kind of got yeah. I heard, I heard on that. So I heard somebody comment on that. I don't know any details on that, but okay. But essentially, the lawsuit is out there, and he wants to, to child get pornography. Paid. Well, is that what he's saying? That's what one of the headlines said, anyway. Okay. See, I need to look more in, in depth about this. I can only talk about. I don't know if you want if you want me to go into this from uh, experience of using. Uh, of of doing model release forms and things like that of why this is frivolous, may I? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, before you get into that, my one question is: Is Nirvana the people to sue? Went to his parents been in charge of greenlighting that or not? I guess it's all bullshit. It's just getting publicity for. Yeah, of course. Yeah, to, to me, uh, shared that, and I, I poked at him. Uh, he basically made the comment that, like, yeah, this, someone's just looking for a payday, and I was like, what's the opposite of a hot take? Yeah, this is like the most obvious example of just exploitation. Yeah, before going to the serious part about this, I I guess, uh, (laughs) or whatever it is, my God, if he wanted the fastest way to become a meme, though, I mean, I've heard people feedback... talk about this in the background at work i've heard it in like line of conversations i've heard people just talk about this the greatest meme of all of them though that was seriously a coffee spit was the whole thing about uh the uh the van halen baby suing suing nirvana baby for being a pussy yeah. i think that's the best meme of all of them but there's so many you know you well yeah just go to our group page work. basically for that 24 yeah. hour period that's was people just sharing feed. different ones man i know i shared a yeah, couple <laughs> It's out there. The whole thing of the full artwork where you see Michael Jackson fishing with a dollar bill. And yeah, like yeah, that, that one was my artwork. favorite. Come on, that's uh, yeah, that's uh, great. Um, but no, I mean, I mean, I heard he's uh, upset because uh, his penis is the same size. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. So there's a couple things. So here, here's the funny thing. There was an interview in GQ, and um, and it ruins and him on Tinder. Huh? <laughs> it ruins his profile on Tinder. His, oh, his, did? his Tinder actions just in the toilet now. Everybody knows his dick well, is that's tiny. That's what I'm saying. Like, but, but it says I think it's like a year or two ago that says something about that that it's being the Nirvana known as the the kid was on the Nirvana uh, album cover. 
has worked against him because he'll meet like a, I think, the, I don't know the exact name. He actually says hot chick in the quote. He says like, you'll meet a hot chick and they think you have a bunch of money because you're in the cover of, of the Nirvana album. And then they realize you don't get any money from it. And then they bail or something like that. I'm like, okay, well, I, I know, is that a, I know a lot of hot girls aren't the brightest, but who the hell thinks, man, you were on an album cover. You must be rich. I, no, but, but not just that. I'm saying like, like, do you think that's a gold digger move? Like scoping out, trying to figure out who the actual Nirvana baby is? <laughs> How does that? That's only something that you bring up in conversation when you meet somebody. You yeah. people don't know you're the Nirvana baby. Right. It doesn't even make any sense, you know? Yeah, it's not like you could spot yeah. him. It, it's, it's ridiculous. Look, I've done things for a business where you have, when you, trust me, somebody in the Nirvana camp or Geffen or whoever that's, that, that got this artwork uh, paid for it in full, and it's and it had some kind of thing that says it's a it's a model release form. You are now getting paid a a fee for your artwork or picture, and you can never come after us past that for anything. That's that's a normal thing that you do anytime you have a, a picture. <laughs> it's in of, every photo contract I've ever had to sign to get a just just to shoot a band live. There you go, yeah. like all that stuff. So that's that's not gonna, I'm not gonna. We don't work. have to pay you for these pictures, but that's that, that's the, actually a little different than what you're saying. But well, what I'm saying is that. But it was definitely saying, like, absolutely it was covered. You're 100 percent right. There's no chance that doesn't say, a label of that no, size no. doesn't have that boilerplate, you know, you know, shit in the contract. So yeah, and again, that goes it's, back to that, that that with him being a baby, he couldn't fucking sign it or even know what he was doing. That's on the parents. Right. This is this is a version of what what a lot of times is out there called uh, patent trolls. So basically, he's being uh, kind of a model release form troll, kind of like what patent trolls are. Somebody that says that they they you invent something and then somebody has a rough sketch of it. Oh, kind of like a uh, like a sweet joke about Kiss being behind plexiglass. Can I can I sue the Podfather? <laughs> yes. So this would be something like that, where <laughs> where let's say that that uh, that that somebody said like going to the zoo and it was registered and you have a timestamp on it mm-hmm. from 15 years ago that it was yours or earlier this and week you're coming after them and you're saying you shouldn't have used this. So this, this is my original joke, things like that. Mm-hmm. And you're coming after it. A lot of times the, the game is simply to make them go away. Like if we give you, if it, you fuck off, if we give you $50,000 right. and just go away because a lot of times you have to, if, if it's a suit, you have to, if it's in New York, then those people have to actually show up in a New York courtroom and defend themselves for all this bullshit. It's less costly just to give somebody some money and go away. That's the that's the game here. No, or no, I've, more I, to know about his art. I've never met Nirvana, baby. I've never heard him in interviews, so I, I don't have a good read <laughs> on him. Do, do you think that's where he's going, though? Yes. I think that he just wants some... He is, he's been advised by somebody, I think, um, that says, hey, if you bring this up and you bring the heat then you're going to get some kind of payout just for you to go away and, and fuck off. Um, and, uh, and then, and for you, that will give you some sense of satisfaction that you're on this iconic album cover and you at least got paid more than a $500 or whatever they paid for that photo back in the day. Yeah. Okay. That's I wonder what they paid. I bet it was in the range of 500 to a thousand. I mean, think about it. It's not like they knew this band was going to be huge. When they were, yeah, I've only seen that. numbers a couple different times, but I think like Ken Kelly got like five grand for the Destroyer record, and he had to fucking right. paint that thing for a week. You know, they just <laughs> had to know. throw this kid in the pool. <laughs> 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 that poor bastard. Oh god, yeah. I don't know that I'd want to be their Nirvana baby. I don't think I'd be telling people if I, if I did. I'm not sure, but it's not like it. 
why would you, you don't need, nobody's ever going to know it's you. I mean, you, you know, just, you're going to be, listen, you're going to be a grandfather soon and you're going to have a picture and that picture of, of your, your uh, grandson or daughter is going to be beautiful. You're going to share it. But you know what? Most people look at it when they see a baby picture, including my own, they go look at it and they go, yeah, looks like a baby. Yeah. You uh, can't I, ID I'm 100% baby with you. I, uh, I hope my, uh, my, my stepdaughter's not listening, but yeah, I, all babies are babies. I, how do you, without pulling off the, you know, I, have, I can't tell a boy from a girl when they're just dressed up and laying in a hamper. Yeah. You, you think they're all ugly a, and their skin's blotchy. It's just like, I don't know. Right. Uh, yeah, they just got through trauma. They just escaped their mom. Exactly. I, I, I'll wait a few months, you know, then you're yeah. cute. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah. that's, that, that, that's what I got. What else you got to say about this Nirvana baby? Uh, I got nothing really. I, I Look, of course we had to talk about it. It's right, up, right up our alley. But, uh, well, yeah. good, good luck. Uh, I'm sure... Uh, well, I don't know how Chris Novoselich is handling his money. I got to assume... The Nirvana residuals are are solid, but uh, we know Dave Grohl has the money, so maybe maybe he will. I, I'm actually rooting he doesn't. I would if I had Dave Grohl money, and this came at me, I would spend way more than this guy wants to make sure he gets zip. Maybe he's not even looking for money. Maybe he just wants to be like a front row for Foo Fighter uh, shows. I wouldn't even give him that. You just called me a fucking child pornographer, you fucking prick. You're not getting... You you don't get to fucking sit in the parking lot and listen. It's going to be a good episode of Covers and Fire when we get to talk about the brightest teeth in rock and roll. And that is, of course, the man known as the voice of Van Halen, uh, Mitch Malloy. Uh, Mitch. Mitch Malloy is back in the news. He has his own, well, it's called Mitch Malloy's Van Halen Experience, right down to where he's actually using the fucking Van Halen logo. So, uh, wow. And, th- th- yeah, this is the guy who 
doesn't want to be known as that guy who you know goes around telling people I'm I was in Van Halen. I don't want to be known as the, the crazy guy who goes around saying he's in Van Halen. Yeah, for those that don't know, uh, Mitch Malloy was almost the replacement singer of Sammy Hagar. According to only one source, though. Uh, Mitch Malloy. Yeah, he has a little documentary on YouTube called Mitch Malloy, Van Halen's Lost Boy. Is <laughs> <laughs> actually Lost yeah, Boy? Yeah, and it's, it's uh, well, we've wow. we've played clips of it on the show over the years. We've, we've had a lot of fun yes, we have. At, uh, at Mitch's Teeth. It's nice that this is, uh, I think it was pointed out to us by I don't, one of the listeners. I don't, I don't want to misquote, uh, but uh, it was pointed out that the, uh, the event is ticketed by Eventbrite, which seems to go right in <laughs> line right. with uh, his Aquafresh teeth. <laughs> My God, beautiful! By the way, attractive man, that Mitch. A beautiful, beautiful smile, hair. yeah, great hair, perfect teeth. Yeah. His teeth is like that, uh, that that uh, that episode of Friends where Ross whitens his teeth and <laughs> just glow in the dark. Never saw it. It's beautiful. For those that have, uh, uh, was that on after Ted Lasso? <laughs> <laughs> great show. <laughs> okay. What else you got? Oh, uh, you want me to read this. Yeah, why don't you get into the show details? Let's uh, let the listener know what what all. Let's up. Uh, let's help promote this fucking thing, man. Yeah, let's do it. This uh, is so hey. By the way, doesn't know. this take place kind of like where your old uh, neck of the woods there in South Florida? No, nah, I mean it isn't. It is. It's not really South Florida now. But um, okay, sorry, but, but Jesus. In, in short, Fuck. no, it's okay. I'm just letting you know. But but here's the thing: is that uh, the first? Well, I'll let you know. Steve, Stephen Michael. Uh, that was a that was a person that made me aware of. This oh, he shared the initial with. post. Someone in the comments brought up the uh, Eventbrite. Sorry, Steve. Steve. Uh, I surely don't want to uh, not give you credit for uh, posting this in the group. That definitely got the ball yeah, rolling. For, oh, absolutely, you did. Yeah. And uh, we were. I was very excited to see that. You know exactly what we like, and you provided that, that content to us. So, yes, I'm gonna just read the announcement about this event. Event and it's Mitch Malloy, a celebration of Van Halen. It's got a picture of him and his uh, his beautiful locks with a Van Halen logo slapped on top of it. Not sure how you can get away with that. And it says uh, Mitch Malloy, the lead singer of iconic rock band Great White. Let's start off there. Is he, it, that's kind of misleading too. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, now. Uh, it's typical. It's, uh, a it's a typical kind of uh, self written bio. I'm gonna I'm gonna let him have iconic. I'm gonna let him have that. But it's, okay. it is misleading because uh, I, I guess do they even play any? Well, whatever. It's a little misleading because he's he's somewhat new to the Great White World. That's what I mean. But anyway, but Mitch Malloy, the lead singer of iconic rock band Great White, all true hit hit solo artist <laughs> hit. Okay, uh, now that award winning. Now song. we're now we're getting a little dicey. Uh, okay, uh, how about award winning songwriter? Who's who's the awards from? Uh, well, like uh, the Buffalo. What was that one guy that was going to sing for Vinnie Vincent? Maybe Mitch uh, won a couple awards from that uh, Buffalo City Council. Uh, oh, okay. And producer? What has he produced? His own records, I think. Okay. He was also chosen to replace Sammy Hagar and Van Halen. Hmm. Soon after... Okay. And, but the, the odd thing about this thing is that it doesn't go further than that. It's like he was, he was chosen to replace. Wasn't. Yeah. Uh, that's not there. Soon after Eddie's death... Rolling Stone magazine reached out to Mitch to get insight <laughs> to his time with a band. They did? It just If that's true, then we know what we were just talking about in the last episode that about Rolling Stone being a shell of itself. Yeah, come on. Mitch, the Rolling Stone, did they really dig that deep? 
I mean, come I, on. We let's we got to do some more research. I don't have to see that feature. Mitch's story was so intriguing that his interview evolved into a feature for Rolling Stone. Hmm. Got to check this out. All right, uh, keep, for keep year- going. I'm going to look it up. Yeah, for years, fans have asked Mitch to perform Van Halen so they can have a glimpse into what the legendary band would have sounded like with Now Mitch he's front. crossed a line. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think your friends and family uh, talking about it count. Yo, weren't you that guy in Van Halen? I get asked that a lot. Yes, they, that's a typo there, actually. And I'm, I'm sorry, I misread that. It says, for years, fan has asked Mitch to perform Van Halen. And by the way, anyway. he, I think he spelled mom wrong. Uh, I think so, too. Hey. Aren't you that guy from Cobras and Fire? <laughs> I get asked that a lot. Anyway, it says these requests kept pouring in. So, for one night only, Mitch will be hosting a celebration of Van Halen with an A-list band. Does he happen to mention who the band is at all? No, not yet. Uh, a portion of the proceeds will go to the music program at Destin High School and the Maddie Kelly Arts Foundation. So this is located in Destin, Florida. Um which is more North Florida, uh, eh, kind of in the middle of Florida-ish. I think it's near Orlando. I have to go look on a map. Uh, but uh, okay. basically, it's October 10th, 2021, 5.30 to 10 p.m. And then there's a video attached on that, which is basically a bunch of clips of him, uh, like just photos, and it plays... I can't remember which song it is, but it's basically some tape of him, I think with Van Halen, like rehearsing. <laughs> find the Rolling Stone article. Here's the headline. And it is a lengthy enough piece uh, to, to at least mention in a, in a bio. So he, oh, he's not okay. misleading there. But the headline is, did Van Halen have a fourth singer? Mitch Malloy tells his story. So it's basically an what, article of what his... What did uh, it come out? Yeah. Did it come out last year? It's February t- 10th, 2021. Yeah. Huh. Oh, it came out this year even. Wow. Yeah, so. Okay. I'll check that out then. Uh, I don't know that it's directly tied into reaching out over his experience with Eddie, but it just maybe more just trying to get some kind of clickbaity Van Halen headline to keep things rolling along in the news feed. But I don't know. It, it, sure. it is a uh, I, 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 perusing it. It really just does look like a, a written version of the, that documentary he had. But uh, I don't obviously don't have time to sit and read it while we're on the show here. But uh, I, I'm going to let him have that one. That one's uh, legit. OK, cool. Yeah. I mean, I, listen. You brought this. Inf- I didn't even know who Mitch Malou was until you brought it to my <laughs> attention. Seriously, yeah. like years ago, and it became like such a thing. Like him, his, his. Uh, um, so I'm gonna let you have it. I don't want to step on anything. I just want to read the news release. Well, uh, I, I I went and looked a little further because I saw the tickets were the price range was thirty five dollars, which whatever that that seems fair, uh, up sure. to two thousand dollars. I'm like, okay, who is going to pay two thousand dollars for this fucking thing? So I had to see what you got for $2,000. Do you want to uh, in, uh, hear more details on that? 
I do because I have not seen this breakdown, and I love VIP experiences. Yeah, okay, you're gonna love this one. Uh, the general mission then glass involved. General mission is the thirty-five dollar ticket. It's no, right? open lawn seating. There will be food available to purchase, alcohol ava- available for purchase, soft drinks and water available for purchases. No coolers. If inclement weather, the concert will be rescheduled for Sunday, October tenth. From 5.30 to 10 p.m. So, yeah. Uh, what day is it on now? The not, it's on a Saturday. I would really hate having this thing move to a Sunday. But Oh, yeah. Anyway, let's get into the VIP experience. Um, all right. So, the VIP. Did I get it? There we go. No, that's the... Oh, you can also rent a beach chair for 20 bucks ad- additional. So I'm actually looking at this. This thing is actually on the beach. Right on. In Destin, Florida. That's kind of cool. Kind of cool. Yeah. Kind of a cool vibe. Let's give it to yeah, them. all right. Uh, so for the v- two grand, this is what you get: uh, free parking, a meet and greet with the band. Right now, this the total value is at about twenty dollars, and that's because I think parking costs twenty. <laughs> uh, unless, it, except for all those Cubs games. Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty expensive back in the early two thousands. Uh, it's always been expensive. VIP entrance, VIP, and so oh, you get like some kind of weird special gate. I guarantee it's going to be no, harder to VIP, find. The VIP entrance is walking onto the beach. Yeah, exactly. You get you get to they actually um, drop you off out in the ocean, and you got to take like a little skiff into the up, right up onto the beach and get out that way. But now the VIP, the difference between VIP entrance and regular entrance is if you ask the the person at the gate where the concert is at, where the stage is at, they don't tell you. The VIP experience, they point. Okay. All right. And uh, all right, so food is included and the bar is included. So now I'll, I'll tack on. Well, I'd need to know what the food is, but True. I, I, I guess what the average drink would cost at an event. I think we can, you know, at least add a hundred bucks onto it for free food and drink uh, for a ticket. You you get a seat at a VIP table. There's eight seats at each. Uh, uh, oh wait, I I misread here. This two thousand dollars gives if if this if I'm reading this right. Eight seats included. So that's I don't know. Mm. Now now you're talking what two fifty or wait oh. one twenty five a person. All right. Now this actually seems fairly reasonable if you're gonna dice off. I mean I I would probably yeah. still go two, the thirty five dollar route, but two fi- your math that's Minnesota yeah, math. Yeah, well I said two fifty first and then my brain chopped it in half. But uh, anyway. Yes. Yes. Um, so you got eight people. Yeah, two fifty now. Yeah, that, that is still a little. Eh. But you know the you challenge, get challenge. This is. And is this like a? I'm th- I'm picturing a picnic picnic table that you're at a table, you're facing each other. Doesn't that mean you either all have to turn sideways to look at the stage, or <laughs> half of you are basically have your back to the stage while the other? Uh, I don't know. I don't want a table. I don't, know. I don't want a table at a concert. All right, flat out, just don't. Now, weren't you that guy in Van Halen? I get asked that a lot. No, I, I I totally agree with you that that too. But I'm gonna say is this 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 might be the greatest challenge ever presented is. That if you want to do a VIP with eight seats, that means you have to go out there and find seven other people <laughs> that are willing to go. Who's this guy again? Oh, weren't you that guy in Van Halen? I get asked that a lot. And have to pay two fifty each. You're not paying for them. <clears throat> when was he in Van Halen? <laughs> <laughs> well, here here's the question though, Lewis. The, as far as the set list, um, I didn't see anything concrete. Um, what percentage do you think he's going to do of Van Halen songs, Sammy songs, Gary Sharon songs? And Mitch Malloy songs. So, what what percentage of I mean, I, what is he like? How much of each version is he going to have? I think the greatest thing would be if it, if he came in there and he just said, "Hey, good evening, everybody. I'm really excited to do this, and I'm going to play all the songs 
all the unreleased Mitch Beloy <laughs> Van Halen songs. No, no, no ones. I just this is a VIP experience. We just I just want you to hear all unreleased material all night. I'm I'm aware of one in existence. So I wonder how many they did. Because I mean, honestly, what? even when he tells the story, it sounds like a long weekend that he spent at Eddie's house uh, as the singer of Van Halen. <laughs> And then, yeah, then I thought that's what it was. It was a weekend. That's what it fucking sure felt like uh, watching that thing. I don't know. It wasn't long. It might have been a few weeks, but um, I don't know that they had time to do much. Uh, and and one of the, I think the song that that he released out there is actually a song that they ended up doing. Um, but like it's his version, like his lyrics and his melody and songs uh, and singing. So and don't think he would have been a great fit. Uh, I don't think he's a great fit in Great White though. So what the fuck do I know? Or what if he reveals the fact that that all the tracks on Van Halen three were his co-writes? Mm. Mm? Does that explain Van Halen three a little? Or he only plays Van Halen three material because that would have been the album oh, that he would have been lead vocal. That would have been that's now I would go if you'd said <laughs> like is it some kind of troll fest? I'd still only get the thirty five dollar lawn seat, but I would enjoy it. It's like yes, Oof. yeah, I want to see all these people just irritated. Yeah, I, who's in the? Who is buying is these up. tickets? By the way, does Mitch Malloy have some fan base we're unaware of? I mean, uh, no one's going to travel for this fucking thing, are they? I don't know. I mean, it's in Destin, Florida, which is uh, yeah, it's in Destin. Um, and, uh, and but the other thing about it is that this is October, beginning of October. That's coming up pretty quick. They just announced it. Unless this has been announced for a while, this is the first time that it's been brought to our attention. Yeah, I think that's, it that's could be pretty, that. Uh, um, but I don't know. Like I, I'm. That was one thing. I was with, if Stephen Michael didn't bring us to our attention, I don't know that I would ever found out about this thing. Right. But I mean, I'm not in the the Mitch Malloy inner circle like uh, Stephen is. But no, I mean, um, there's a there's a Stephen King movie called The Dark Half, where there's a uh, basically part of this person's brain starts taking over, mm. uh, like split personality and everything like that. And I think that's what's happening with uh, too many crest whitening strips for him <laughs> where the chemicals have seeped into it. And your teeth, your teeth are actually considered alive. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like you have a dead tooth you, when they're, when they're white, they're, they're alive and everything like that. But I think that they've, they've developed uh, a mind of their own. And I think that that they are taking over Mitch, like saying, you can do this. They're like, they're like a, a really motivational speaker uh, in his brain. I think he just and gave Stephen I, Michael or Stephen King an idea for his next book. <laughs> Is that right? Mm-hmm. Dark Half 2, Mitch Malloy. The or Hill a years. loose plot for Veganable 2. Ooh, yeah. Starring, starring or, Mitch Malloy, the voice of Van Halen. Yo, weren't you that guy in Van Halen? I get asked that a lot. So who, let's, go, let's, let's talk about who's going to be in the band. Who's in the A-list band that's un... You know, that's not even mentioned. Oh God, who's who's, gonna, who's unemployed? That you gotta we have know. some kind of shredder, right? You gotta have some kind of uh, yeah. It's gonna be Halen somebody who was in uh, Alice Cooper at some point. Um, he's had a ton of guitar players. Oh, I see what you're saying. Sure. Yeah, not, not all like. Uh, oh, okay. What about the guy with the the, the what if the guy uh, from like '86, uh, '88? Who's like a big muscle guy? Oh, uh, Kane Roberts. There you go. Ken Roberts would be on guitar. He could do it. How about, you know what it is? I actually just found out. Uh, it's the Rock and Roll Residency. They're going to be his backing band. So. <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't even know yet. Yeah, no. The Talisman. No, they haven't been informed yet. But uh, it's also whoever oh, Vinny boy. booked for his thing. Uh, those guys are going to be there, too. Carmine Apice. Ooh, and uh, um, I can't do, Who's the bass player? Uh, Tony Franklin. 
Now, now, what if, what if it was the Mitch Malloy and Vinnie Vincent Van Halen experience? Oh, then you call it the 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 Van Halen Vinnie uh, invasion. Ooh, okay, okay. Yeah, the the, uh, the the seeds on this guy though, the Mitch Malloy Van Halen experience. I, I would give it more credibility if he didn't put his name in in the thing. If he just said, "I'm doing a fucking Van Halen tribute show." Uh, and just said the Van Halen, a night of Van Halen music, something like that, right? Then this really wouldn't be that big a deal to me. But the fact that he's going, it's the Mitch Malloy Van Halen experience. Whoa, you know, I mean, because I like even like Bobby Blotzer saying Bobby Blotzer's rat experience to me lacked real validity. This is even less than that. I don't want to be known as the, the crazy guy who goes around saying he's in Van Halen. You know, you just said it is funny how just like a slight change of things changes your. Uh, your kind of respect for some type of project and things like that. I think you're right. If it was just the Van Halen, Van, a celebration of Van Halen and then goes into the, but it's because the press release is all about this, this, uh, I was almost a singer and stuff like that. You can put that as kind of like a side note, right? Sure. Isn't that kind of a side note information? And that, hey, by the way, I love Van Halen. Obviously, I, I just so you know, I was almost a singer in Van Halen. But uh, here's this great night, and it goes to this charity event, and let's go party. Yeah. That sounds better. It sounds way better. I mean, I, come on, Mitch. Act as if people don't know the story of your weekend at Eddie Van Halen and uh, his wife uh, Valerie's house. Okay? Because yeah. we don't. Okay? And you, they only listen, know when you tell them. And that's a perfect point. When you brought it to my attention, this whole story about, about Mitch Malloy, I'm like, I am an, a... a a rock, hard rock news nerd. And I didn't even know this story. And the only reason I know it is because you brought it to the show. And I only know about this event because Stephen Michael Ford. Yeah, me, exactly. Right? So but if you he, think that, that putting your name on the top is going to bring more people, no, just Van Halen's the selling point, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. It's not, nobody gives a fuck if it's you doing it. It's the, the, the a night to kind of celebrate the music of Van Halen. That's kind of cool, especially on the beach for 35 bucks. Fucking all, all, and it goes to a charity. Exactly. Here we go. Take your listen. You need to do the opposite of what I do, and that's making it all about me all the time and spinning the conversation <laughs> to me. You need to make it about the actual thing, about the show. Yeah. Wh- okay? What is the draw here? Let's help them out. It's Van Halen. It's Beach. It's White Claws. So you, you fucking go there and your flip flops. <laughs> it's charity. All those things. All these things are to take top billing over his name. Although his teeth is going to steal the show. You know it. Once no, once he gets going and those fucking pearly whites are on the Jumbotron, boom, fucking panties drop. What about if he even has a little bit of fun at his own expense and he calls them, he just puts a label on it, just calls them Crest White Claws. <laughs> oh, nice. A little branding. Yeah, if this guy was a little self-deprecating, uh, yeah. uh, it would be he'd be much more enjoyable. This is why he comes off douchey. He acts like, yeah, you know, I'm, you know, people ask me all the time, you know, weren't you that guy in Van Halen? I get asked that a lot. No, they don't. No, the, your mom is not people. You are as believable as the Nirvana baby mm-hmm. being asked all the time about being on the cover of right. of, of that album. Yeah, yeah. By by the way, this is how he gets asked. Yeah, I was the Nirvana baby on the cover. That was you. Technically a question. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's right. See? Hey, everybody, look. It's the Nirvana baby. He's do, a do fucking Mitch, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade float. Uh, did, did you ever hear the Mitch Malloy solo album, Injecting Myself into the Conversation? <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Great album. No, I haven't. Is it good? It's like it's got the, oh, it's got you're the asking ba- about it. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah. You wrote, let me tell you all about it. Yeah. I'm not sure if you've heard it. Mm. It's got the Nirvana baby as a teenager on the cover. <laughs> the thing is, about if Mitch Malloy ever says, like, yeah, I'm not sure if you heard it, you can be sure. You can be sure, Mitch, no matter who you're talking to. They haven't heard yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard it, and I can't remember a damn thing. Yeah. That's the same thing as uh, I, I, I mailed it up. to you. I liked it so much. It's like me going up to somebody, hey, you ever heard the podcast Cobras and Fire? <laughs> hey, aren't you that guy from Cobras and Fire? <laughs> I get asked that a lot. Isn't there like a but, uh, an emu limu commercial like that where the guy's like uh, he just says something random to somebody and they're like what? I'm like well, since you're asking, are you using Liberty Mutual's coverage customizer tool? Sorry. Well, since you asked. Yeah, that that's yeah, Mitch Malloy and the, that's Mitch Malloy and the, the Nirvana baby. They're just going around trying to get people to ask them about what they do and, and then kind of groan like, uh, yes, that, that's how Mitch like he like sees somebody kind of take a quick glance at them like like normal like you're just out in the world like he's at target mm-hmm. and somebody walks by and looks at him and he goes yes yes i'm the guy from van halen oh, weren't you that guy in van halen i get asked that a lot <laughs> I'm pretty- he's at denny's yeah. and he, the wait- waitress is like uh oh, weren't you that guy in van halen i get asked that a lot no he's he's, he's finishing up he's paying at denny's it's like just you know I'm giving you a four dollar tip, and this this signature on the receipt, I'm giving it to you for free. Yeah. It's okay. I I was I was almost a guy in Van Halen, but no charge for the signature. <laughs> Maybe he signs it with a VH. Oh, <laughs> Mitch Malloy VH. Does. He draws the little logo. Uh, I can't believe he's getting away with that logo use. So man, I, I wonder if nobody knows that that does seem kind of blatant. Well, it's because it says VH and then it has an E. Now it, it has the Van Halen logo and then an E next to it, if you it ask does. me. So for the experience, I know. Yeah, I, know. I, I don't think it's. I don't think it's going to fly for any kind of. Uh, I think if they wanted to stop it, they sure could. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, just just let it go, man. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe this is them saying, let, "Let's just let Mitch have this." Yeah. <laughs> Let him have it. Like, you know, right now, okay. uh, what's uh, Alex Van Halen is sitting there going, uh, whatever, just let him have it. I don't care. Yo, weren't you that guy in Van Halen? I get asked that a lot. Uh, you want to get out of here? Yeah, man. Uh, got a lot going on today. I got to maybe get a shower in. So it's good talking to you. This is sure. fun. I say you go kayaking two days in a row. Uh, do it. No, my, my back it. says no. So. All right. Anyway, Ruck's not dead. It's like going to the zoo.
this on the show, but I don't know if you remember this. That is where Billy Hardaway took us. The first fucking rockin' pod. Oh, right on. The restaurant. And it was, no, we'll and leave it was this covered. In. And it was covered. The entire floor was covered in peanut shells. That is their thing. Is like you get peanuts and people just crack them and throw them on the goddamn floor all day. Are, are you sure that was shells. a Texas roadhouse? Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. It never dawned on me how much walking I used to do until I bought a house in the suburbs. Like when I'd say, I'm going for coffee, of course I was walking. But now it's like three miles and no latte's worth that. I find myself inviting people on walks with me like it's a scheduled activity. This morning, my neighbor asked me what I'm doing and I actually said, I'm going for a walk with Nancy. Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. At The Home Depot, we're dedicated to helping you build the skills that get your home projects done right. That's why we offer free and interactive online DIY workshops. During the live streams, our knowledgeable associates help you tackle your DIY projects no matter your age or skill level. You can learn how to install new single pole switches as well as standard duplex and GFCI outlets. Register for free at homedepot.com workshops. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.